You know what they say. Progress. Poggers. Progress. Progresso. Has anyone made a Poggersso joke? Soup? Progresso soup? Like, Like the soup. fall here in Austin, Texas, but it's Christmas time again, or holiday time. It's holiday time again. It's the end of the year. Welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Holiday Henry. And I'm Ho Ho Ho, Yule Log Old Lang Syne Gingerbread Cookies on a, on a, on a gingerbread, on a gingerbread rooftop, John. And together we're Henry and whatever the fuck he just said, coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of the zeitgeist. And welcome, officially, to Best Worst 2020! I can't believe we made it, Henry, to the end of this year. Somehow we clawed our way to the very end of the year. That's right. This is the moment upon which we render (laughs) judgment Upon the year, that's too many upons, but you know what I'm saying. Yes, too many upons, but we're just pawns in this year. It's been a rough year, Henry. Been a really rough year. It's been probably, and I'm going to say this, I lived through 2005. Don't know if people knew that about me. Uh, (laughs) I lived through Hurricane Katrina, and I'm going to say 2020 is probably the worst year on record I've lived through. Yeah, for many reasons, 2020 has been the most heartbreaking, crushing, depressing, horrible year of my life. And it is for that reason that I think that Best Worst is going to be a little bit different this year. You're right, John. You're jumping ahead, but I love the initiative. This year's Best Worst might be better suited as calling a Best Slash OK. Yes, a Best Slash OK because God... This year had a lot of worsts in it. Uh, so only if we truly want to uh, are we going to uh, to give something the title of worst. Uh, we're we're going to be as positive as, as we can be because you deserve it, dear listener. That's, that's right, fams. We're going to highlight the best. And then we're going to highlight one thing in the category that was just okay. Um. And then we'll move on. We're gonna we got a tight we got a tight 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 timeline for this. We gotta get in and out in twenty minutes, or John's gonna be really mad at me. I have a hard out at whatever twenty minutes after when we started is right, and uh, I I'm I've got a tendency to drag on. Uh, so let's just explain what's gonna happen. We have here uh, 
We've got the three categories we do every year, which is movie, video game, TV show. We're going to do those at the top. The next three are going to be selected from uh, – randomly selected from suggestions we got from our fans, fans uh, from the past couple of weeks. And then the last four will be a grab bag from the suggestions from fans from this past few – from this year. And then every suggestion we've gotten from the past two years, uh, and we'll just we'll if you know if just for instance if a number forty five thing from two thousand eighteen pops up, we'll have to talk about the best and okayest thing from twenty eighteen that happened in twenty twenty. So that's that's what's going to happen tonight. That's what's happening right here. We're going to render upon you the best and okayest things uh, as picked by us, by you in the current year, and by you in the past. Now, of course, you are forgetting one important trait of the best worst list in that we, uh, for one time a year, much like our... Our, our best, our good friend, Chris Kringle, we are imbued with special powers at this magical time of year where what we say is the best is, of course, added to the canon and can still exist uh, in our reality. And what we consider to be the worst is stricken from the canon uh, and banished forever. And what we say is okay. I really haven't landed on what's going to happen to what we say is okay. They get a chance to do better. Yeah, this is a warning. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a favor. We're putting you on noticed okay things. You could be better, and you have to be, or else you're gone. Yeah, if you mess up one more time, you're out of here. Once again, this is about positivity, but if you fuck up again, you're gone. It's true. You get one more, and that's it. It's almost crueler. To almost fire someone and not than to just fire them and have it be over with. Positivity is what we're all about today. Right. We are imbued with the powers of the year and our, our behavior might be influenced as such. But that's no, let's pay that no mind. Uh, I am drinking a Pecan Porter 512. John, are you drinking tonight? Yes, I am in fact drinking a... H-E-B Unsweetened Sparkling Water Passion Fruit. All right. And so that's going to be our fuel for this entire night. And uh, let's get right into it with number one, the best slash worst slash okay movie of 2020. Okay. The best, best and okay, potentially worst, depending. Now this historically... Uh, in these episodes is the category that I have the most to say about, and uh, this year is no different. Uh, who do you think should go first? Um, since you have a lot to say, I'm just going to go ahead and go pretty quickly first, if you don't mind. Oh, please. So we'll go best, best. Right. Okay, okay. Okay. Yes. Best. And we, we used to fight about which one of our best was the best, but what if, in in the spirit of positivity... What if both of our entries get to pass into canonhood? You know, I think we can make an exception this one time. This one year. There's, listen, there's been enough fighting. Yeah, so that's why I want no objections when I name 2020's best movie of the year as Sonic the Hedgehog. 
Really? Sonic the Hedgehog? That's right. The Blue Burr... Burr? The Blue Bill Burr has has done it. That burry little Blue Burr... <laughs> God damn it's a big year for Bill Burr. Bill Burr's having a hell of a year. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and just so you know, my criteria was movies I saw this year, and Sonic the Hedgehog was one of the last movies I saw this year. So, uh, <laughs> is that your one criteria? Is that is that the lengths to which you will defend Sonic the Hedgehog? No, I actually very much enjoyed the movie. I thought it was it was pretty. Despite two really glaring, obvious uh, product placement moments that were played for laughs, it was very, very spirited. It was paid, I, th- I feel like, a good homage to the video games and the character across several different media. I think Ben Ben Schwartz did an excellent job bringing the character to life. James Marsden did a great job playing off of it. And Jim Carrey got to be Jim Carrey, like, for, you know, 40 minutes. So, like, I... Everything came together to make just like a pretty enjoyable little movie that that was actually decent. And that's really hard to do for a video game movie. And that's why that's the best movie of the year. So if, if you told me when I was a child that they would make a Sonic the Hedgehog movie that was pretty okay, obviously I uh, would have believed you because Sonic the Hedgehog rips. Uh, and how could they mess it up so bad? Uh, but then when they actually made a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, I enjoyed it for... For being a movie about Sonic the Hedgehog, but also to see three people who I badly wish to do well, doing very well and having a lot of fun, which is, of course, James Marsden, uh, Jim Carrey, and oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? You just said it. Ben, Middle ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, so those three people having a grand old time, making a good old movie. I, I liked Sonic the Hedgehog. And I just want to state for the record... Uh, going by the rules of the Academy, Sonic the Hedgehog is one of the only movies in contender for Best Picture. It's going to be a really interesting Oscars. Uh, a lot of movies came out on video on demand, but you have to play a certain amount of days and a certain amount of theaters to, to qualify. And Sonic the Hedgehog came out in February before COVID happened. So all I'm saying is they could they can pull this off. Best Picture 2021 following up. 2020's Parasite is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Hey, these movies are just getting better every year. What can I say? Uh, So my best movie for 2020 is one that when I started working on this list, going through the list of movies released in this year, which is a trippy thing to do. I I recommend you do it Uh, because, man, this year has been long. Uh, My best movie for 2020 is, of course, uh, Birds of Prey, or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, later renamed to Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. Right. Uh, just really, really good. I hadn't felt that jazzed up about a comic book movie in a really, really long time. And it was such joy. And Kathy Ann did such a good job. And I love Margot Robbie. And I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And I love Journey Smollett. Smollett, Smollett. Ewan McGregor was really good in it. Oh yeah, no. This this was one of the movies uh, Jamie and I were going over, like the criteria, just talking through it. And uh, this is one of the movies that shocked me that it came out this year because I could swear it was last year. And it's it it came out February seventh. So there were movies that came out before in like January, like Bad Boys for Life. 
uh, one of the movies I saw on my Alamo Unlimited Pass or whatever the hell it's called. Oh, man. I re- yeah, yeah, I remember when that was yeah. a thing. The year in movies is uh, obviously very interesting. Uh, but Birds of Prey, I just loved it to death. It was so much fun. It was the only comic book movie I can think of maybe ever. When you watch like Iron Man or any of the Marvel movies or DC movies or whatever, you feel like you're watching a heavily a heavily movie-fied adaptation of a comic book. Whereas when you're watching Birds of Prey, it literally just felt like watching a comic book. Like it felt oh, gleeful yeah. and disconnected and it had its own thing going on because the the beauty in a lot of comic books is they kind of tend to be self-contained stories under a largely singular artistic vision in part of something bigger, whereas a lot of other comic book movies tend to just serve that bigger thing. It was just so good and so much fun. And that fight in the police station. Oh man. It's it's just, it's, it's a great movie. Watch it. It's so good. There's a lot of good things to love about birds of prey and the, fantastical emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Um, and I, I think you nailed a lot of it just now, but I just it's just a fun ride. And for a comic book movie to be fun and feel like a comic is a really hard thing to pull off because either they feel like really awesome action pieces or like over the top craziness and they're fun or they're not fun and they're super serious but, like, you're right. It really nailed, like, this is a comic. Let's have fun. This breakfast sandwich looks delicious. Let's go. And that's that's what we really needed at the beginning of this year. And, honestly, I wish it could carry through through the rest of the year. Uh, unfortunately, it's just a movie, and it can't really solve the world's problems. But I agree with your choice. Yeah, despite trying to solve the world's problems, it uh, certainly didn't. Also, like, the backstory of that movie, like, the Harley Quinn character being so shitty uh, in in her original appearance in Suicide Squad, and then essentially being bought out by Margot Robbie. Right. <laughs> Just great. Yeah, so a, a, good, a good victory for the character and a good victory for the actress, and uh, the the result overall is a very decent film. And I'm glad that this is both of these films came out this year because now they both get to ascend right into the canonhood of cultural relevant films forever. Now, of course, the okayest. Yes, these are films that could have done better. Yeah, um, these are films that could have done better, or in maybe some of our cases, just weren't good enough to be best. So, uh, so maybe n- not fair that we're letting them off with a warning, uh, well, but it's how the system works. That's how the system works. Um, and for my pick, look, it was the summer, the summer of COVID, let's call it. And movie theaters were really hurting and they really needed a hit, a hit movie to come back and save cinema. And so this film is okay because... It didn't save cinema, and so it gets one more chance to save cinema or else it's gone. And that's Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Oh, interesting. I didn't even consider Tenet for all of this. In my mind, Tenet is something that you can only watch in private screenings or in Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, yes, because Christopher Nolan – Let me let me just say – 
champion of these the movie going experience whose trailer first debuted in an online video game was really mad when his film didn't save cinema and get butts in seats during the middle of a global global pandemic honestly i don't know how this is not the worst movie uh but they get one more chance they get one more shot at saving cinema and if they don't do that they're gone for good their tenant could be gone for good, or Christopher Nolan, I, I suppose, could be gone for good. I, I'd support that as an okayest pick. Now, and to, to be clear, never watch the movie. I'll, I'm judging it solely on it was supposed to save cinema, and I don't think it did. It's got one more fucking chance. One more shot. Now, my okayest movie of 2020 is uh, really good, <laughs> um, but it's okay. It also didn't. Uh, it didn't save cinema. But you know why it's okay? Because it has a serious visibility problem. Hopefully this podcast can help with that. But listen, if you're going to release something that's as good as a feels good man, you should like figure out a way to not have people go to Apple TV and pay for it. Because if you're going to release like an incredibly produced heartfelt, really awesome documentary during COVID, make it so everyone can reach it, especially if it's as culturally relevant as Feels Good Man is. Have you heard about Feels Good Man? I have, but actually only from you. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, it, it, it's, everyone it's knows about Pepe the Frog, right? Right, yeah. The, the Pepe the Frog who got sort of... What's the right word? Kidnapped by political pe- memers to make it into like a weird alt-right frog. Yeah, and it really, it's it feels good. Man is just a documentary about the strange transformation of this character in a niche comic called Boys Club. I think it was called Boys Club that got posted mm-hmm. places like something awful in 4chan, and one panel from it was co-opted by pretty gross people across the internet, eventually 4chan. And then it like unravels both this artist's relationship to his work and the way that this work outside of outside intervention changed and became a symbol for uh, not rightfully underrepresented, but underrepresented like people in society hold certain pretty gross worldviews. And then eventually through irony and spite and randomness, it ended up in the hands of Nazis. So if you want to watch a man draw a frog and then by the end of it, it is a uh, symbol of hate used by Nazis and the alt-right, and you want to see this artist's arc through that, watch Feels Good Man. That sounds like an okay ride, and so... Wait, why does it get one more chance? Oh, because it needs to be advertised more. Yeah, it gets one more chance because, come on! Much like in the beginning of the movie when he fails to sue people reproducing his work, for this you're like, why just put it... Just just put it on Netflix. Netflix sucks and is an awful company, but put it (laughs) somewhere... Put it on like Apple TV Plus at least so people with a subscription can watch it. 
you're, you're asking to get buried if you put something out in the middle of a pandemic that people have to search for on a platform people don't use all the time and then pay for it. Right. And, and for uh, something that's this good, it shouldn't have that problem. Like, whatever. I'm sure there are reasons they're doing it this way, but it makes me mad that no one's going to watch this movie. I, I hear you. Absolutely. And uh, uh, we'll hear more about Apple TV later on in the program. Uh, spoiler alert. But, uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Now, Henry... Do you have a worse for movies? Because I sure as fuck do. I certainly do. Uh, just to close out the category, I'll go first for worst, and then we'll switch on the next category. But my worst film of 2020, and I'm going to be, this is a disclaimer up top. I am basing this solely on the poster alone. And I have seen this poster every day that I log into Netflix and uh, I, I, I've downloaded the poster and I'm going to send it to you so you can also look at this poster and see what I'm describing. Um, but my worst movie for 2020 with a bullet. Oh, that that's not what I want. Hold on. Is Holiday? Oh, no. And I just sent you the poster. And it's, it's the worst movie of 2020 based solely on... Emma Roberts' face in this poster alone, because I don't know what the hell emotion she's trying to emote. She's it's, it's like she's exasperated, but also being told to make it sexy. Yeah, exactly. It's like she's rolling her eyes with her arms crossed. And what I know from reading people meet, that means she's annoyed, but she's biting her lip, which means she's kind of into being annoyed. What what is happening? What is happening in this movie? Who is this? I I hate it. Uh, poor Luke Bracy looks like he had a lobotomy. That's a very bad poster. I've seen that movie though. Don't remember oh, how- anything about it. Okay, was she sexually annoyed throughout? <laughs> I truly don't remember a single thing about that movie. Worst movie of twenty twenty. Struck him from the record. Your turn. Uh, so my worst, yours is a pretty good worst. And I think mine might pale in comparison for reasons of being the worst. Of course, yours had a had like a bad poster. Uh, my worst movie of 2020 is, of course, uh, Fox Studios X Men: The New Mutants. Oh uh, no! Which which is the only movie that I think should actually be a crime. Uh, released. Oh. August 28th of 2020, we were well into a pandemic. We were actually starting to get into the, what people call the second wave, but it was just like, there's, there was, there was never, it never went down. The graph never went down. It just went up higher. Right. Uh, Released at the end of August, 2020, the new mutants was not uh, as some studios have done where they did this strategy of like releasing something on VOD Plus theaters, I think the life of David Copperfield or whatever that movie was called. Was. <laughs> I think maybe Doolittle did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, uh, the New Mutants only showed in theaters, uh, forcing people to go to the theater if they wanted to see an X-Men movie by Fox directed by the person who directed Fault in Our Stars. Who could go wrong with that? Uh, why wouldn't you want to go see that? But it is... It is compounded by the fact that they pulled a strategy that studios often do when they assume a movie will get negative reviews in that they did not give uh, 
press showings or digital screeners to press, meaning if anyone in the press wanted to review it, they would have to physically go to a theater. So in addition to putting out a product, which is forcing people to go into public to consume it anyway, you have people whose job it is to watch movies, thousands and thousands of them, and you tell them, if you want this on your website or in your magazine, you physically have to go. Right. Like they, they took their non-captive audience, which is not fine, but they took a captive audience told them, you have to go to the theater to see this awful, evil could not, I mean, the, the Fox X-Men movies are terrible and directed by pedophiles anyway, allegedly. Uh, but like to end it on the note of, of basically committing a crime against the human race on the last movie, bravo. You somehow did better than having Brian Singer direct multiples of these movies. <laughs> Good uh, the job. Last, the last Mutants, the movie that should never have been... Uh, Made right before the Disney-Fox merger, shelved for a year and a half. Disney acquires it, doesn't really want to release it, does not want its name to be associated with a subpar product. Uh, Continuously throughout 2019, we kept hearing the New Mutants coming out this date, the New Mutants coming out this other date, into 2020. Still, they're saying the New Mutants probably will be coming out. A new trailer is mixed with Pink Floyd's The Wall for some reason. Not The Wall. The teacher leaves those kids alone. That's not The Wall. It's the other one. Um, I don't know. It finally released only in theaters during a global pandemic. What the fuck were they thinking? Yeah, no idea. Uh, fuck the new mutants. Strike it from the canon. That is our. That is my worst. And that has been the movies. We got Sonic, we got a Harley Quinn, we got Tenet, we got... Did you have an okay? We had yeah. Pepe the Frog. Feels good, man. These are the four bastions of movies for 2020. And so we'll carry them on. But speaking of carrying on, John, we have to carry on with this podcast and keep moving forward to our next category, number two, best okay video game. Okay, best okay video game. I definitely know what mine are. I know what mine are, and since I went first for movies, why don't you go take it away? Take us away. Best video game 2020. Go go on, John. I trust you. So in a lot of these choices, uh, my bests, okayest, and worst will actually be indictments or commentary on the year as a whole. And uh, in, in no other of the like 20 years that this series has been going for, it's been going longer than that. Uh, would this be the case? Uh, but I think that the best video game of 2020 is of course, Microsoft flight simulator. Now you oh. might ask why <laughs> you didn't pause at all, but Oh, that's really interesting. Why is that John? <laughs> it's because it took a global pandemic and a game streaming service, Xbox Games Pass. It's not a streaming service. It's fine. It's a it's a delivery method for video games that hasn't existed before. It took those two things combined to make a record number of people engage with, I'm going to say, maybe the second or third most boring genre of video games, but a genre that has always fascinated me, which is the hardcore 
flight simulator. You had people on Twitter and Instagram posting pictures of them like entering the downwind leg of a flight pattern to land at O'Hare Airport or something. You had like a Bruce Green did a charity stream of flying from one place to another over the course of 24 hours. This is the biggest moment a hardcore flight simulator has had in society ever. Thanks, coronavirus. (laughs) If nothing else, the coronavirus paved the way, paved the runway, if you will, for flight simulator to fly. Um, If we're looking for silver linings, I guess there's part of one. Yeah, that's all. That just, that's the one. Uh, my best video game. I, I agree. Flight Simulator, very important, very good, very good game. Uh, my best video game for 2020 redefined an entire genre in a way where it it, it really sets the standard, and all other entries into this genre need to take examples from it going forward. Super Giant Games Hades has to be my game of the year 2020 for redefining the roguelike genre and giving so much meaning to retrying your runs for for to continue to play after a successful run even even well beyond the main story it is just a very fun action beat em up fun little roguelike art is great voice acting's amazing music is okay uh, but just knocked it out of the park. I am still playing that game, and it's been several months after I, I beat it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that Hades is incredible. It's the only... Well, the thing with the roguelike genre is I think that over time, as they've gained more mainstream success, they try to tie in the repeated runs narratively, and that happens to some success. Uh, Hades is like the only game where that is perfect and expected. And I couldn't imagine that game without the narrative layer of having to do the runs over and over again. Uh, It's really well written, really well voiced, full of the sexiest demons you're ever going to see. Sexiest Greek gods or sexiest demons? Sexiest. You you heard what I said. They're they're all the same to me. Okay, okay. I forget. So, and, you know, again, another another instance of I'm glad both of these can continue on because I wouldn't want to remove Flight Simulator. And uh, I certainly wouldn't want, to, wouldn't want to get rid of Hades. So here's to you, two kings of video games, Flight Simulator and Hades, hand in hand, walking down the aisle of great video games of 2020. May you rest in matrimony. That's what they say at a wedding. Now, of course, my okayest video game of 2020 uh, is Hades, and that's just because I wanted Microsoft Flight Simulator to be the best. Don't read too much into why it's my okayest. You know what? It's Here's a warning for Hades. I bought the Switch version. Some of the art is too small for my old eyes, uh, and it's kind of hard to play it on Switch. So scale your UIs better, and if you don't do it better next time, you're out of here. Wow. Never before has this happened. Accepted into the canon as a best, but also with (laughs) the added on uh, stipulation of an okay. If they don't scale up that UI better next time, 
They're gone forever out of the canon, even though they were given a survival pass. They were given that immunity. They won the challenge. They could still be out. No one's safe. No one's safe. They rode off into the sunset, but they've got a target on their back. Yeah. Boom. I was going to sing a Western song, but I'm not going to do that right now. because It's like not- the end of Drive. Oh, I finally saw that. Might have yeah, been this they- year. They got away. Well, he got away. Eh, let's not spoil Drive. It's a good movie, though, right? Ryan Gosling wears a jacket. That's really all you gotta know. He wears a jacket, got a face. Got a face. My okayest video game fills me with a ton of pause. Is it a Paw Patrol video game? <laughs> no. Um, I wasn't going for a pun, but thank you. The nature of hype in the video game industry is a double-edged sword. At once, it can create very diehard followers who will follow you through the pits of hell. And on the other, it'll create your greatest enemies who will tear you down every chance they get. And the hype surrounding this okay game for 2020 was pretty insurmountable. Probably the greatest hype I've seen for a game in quite some time. And that is Cyberpunk 2077, who launched to just great reviews, record-breaking sales, and then all of that was clawed back, knife and spoon at a time, Because they didn't bother at all making sure the game was even playable on consoles, which makes up a large percentage of your player base, to the point that for the first time in the history of the PlayStation Digital Store, a game that was released was taken off, and refunds were given through Sony, who does not have a refund policy. And Microsoft followed suit soon after. And then even the publisher, the developer themselves, CD Projekt Red, were issuing refunds for any physical and opened copy of the game on console. It's so wild. This is the wildest launch I've ever seen. And I've seen the footage of the console gameplay. And I I agree with people who are mad that they should not have released it in that state. And I am completely against crunch and, and like all of this. So I don't know if you're CG project red, I don't know how you, you get out of this bind because now their stakeholders are thinking about suing for using false marketing material and misleading marketing material. So it seems like no matter what they chose, they were going to be on the hook. It's an okay game. It could be better. You got to pull a Sean Murphy or Murray, Sean Murray from Hello Games. You got to dedicate your life over the next five years to making this game the best game you can, or else you're going to get fucking dumped in the trash. I it's it's so wild to me because almost none of the narrative around this game is actually about the game, which, from my understanding, is like really like genuinely good. Like if you have a computer that can handle it. Uh, it's it's like genuinely very good and up to the standards of of what you would expect from them. But it seems to be like the the biggest thing is it could not be made for 
at this point, previous generation consoles. Like there's essentially no way. Like when I heard that people were having problems with it on a PS4, I was like, is that a typo? Are people really playing this on a, on a PS4? And then I found out that they genuinely developed it for that, which is the worst mistake that they ever could have possibly made. Like develop for next gen. Don't right. I, I mean, don't put it out on the PS4. The game was in development for years, and and for the time when it was initially supposed to come out, like PS4 would have been absolutely the only option they had. The PS5, the next gen wasn't even out yet for its original release date, and and so everyone's saying like, of course it doesn't run on previous gen consoles because why would it? It's previous gen, but it's like that's what they were developing for the entire time. Yeah, they were developing in that architecture for like six years. Right. So like it should run. Yeah. I, so they, they get one more shot. One more shot. Now, do you have a – as as far as worsts go for video I, games, I don't have one. I also do not have one. So I think we're okay to skip. Um, it was a very tumultuous year for video games anyway. And I did – personally, I did not have a bad experience of a video game this year whatsoever. Uh, so I am completely okay with with skipping worst video game. Yes, I uh, same here. Video games are great. They gave me a lot of solace and peace during this time. Uh, honorable mention shout outs to Animal Crossing for the two months that it occupied me. And yeah, uh, same. The two months it was all anyone could, could think about, and then it dropped out of the public consciousness. Yeah, yeah, that was a kind of a magical two months because like everything in my life was surrounded by. By Animal Crossing, so definitely honorable mention, but uh, doesn't have the staying power. Yeah, really didn't. What a, yeah. what a shame. Honorable mention, worst game of 2020, Animal Crossing New Horizons, or whatever the fuck it was called. You nailed it. Speaking of staying power, John, we can't stay here any longer. We gotta move on. We gotta move on to number number three. Number three, the best okay TV show. And I think we might agree with this one. Okay. So I went first last time. So I'll, you'll go first this time. I'll go first this time. Uh, my best TV show for 2020. Uh, I, little, little disclaimer at the top. I just recently finished it. And it just recently finished airing. My best TV show for 2020 is hands down, without a doubt, The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I... Clearly, you and I agree. I don't. I can't imagine a world where I w- would not agree with you. It's it's not just the best Star Wars thing, but I don't. I can't remember seeing a TV show this good, except maybe first one to two seasons of Game of Thrones. But like, they're really best episodes. It it, it really it's so good. It makes me question when I'm watching it whether it's good or not. Like it's so good. Then like, is this hype or is it actually really good? And then that moment of doubt passes, and I just have a really fun time. I a- I was I seriously think the same thing. Like sometimes when I'm watching it, every moment is so joyful for me. I think that they've like discovered like some kind of like TV show MSG, like an ingredient we didn't have before, but just made everything seem way better. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they are pumping it to the max. Even in the, even in like their slower episodes, like no spoilers, but like ice cave and spiders, like even in those episodes, 
where it's not like the, the heart thumping action that we want. We're still glued to the screen watching every moment and like fearing and caring for these characters. Like they, I, I am so worried about the future of what is now going to be a franchise of television shows because it feels like lightning in a bottle and it feels like they're going to try to replicate that. And I don't know if they can, but for whatever they do cannot ruin how good the Mandalorian is on its own. Yeah. You and I talked about this last podcast episodes. Like it's, it's genuinely worrying because I think that the secret as to why the Mandalorian is good is it just has like dozens or maybe even hundreds of people behind it who just truly care about this franchise. And you have writers and directors who have been doing incredible work in this space for like 20 years, as far as writing goes between video games, comic books and TV series and books. Like, I don't know. Are are we going to run out of goodwill? Are we going to run out of talent? I'm concerned, but I I also agree. These two seasons we got, even if that's all we ever get, it's like the best TV I've ever seen. And and honestly, if the third season turns out to suck, I mean, no spoilers, but I feel like this season kind of ends with a good, like this could be an ending. Yeah, genuinely surprised that there was going to be a third season. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely the best television of Mandalorian. Uh, if um, Honorable mention to Auntie Donna's big old house of fun. Uh, um, I, thought I did that, too. I thought the same thing. Because, uh, honestly, that was much leaded, much leaded, much needed laugh uh, fuel in the form of that, that great Australian-based sketch comedy group. Um, just... It's hard to compare those two things, and TV show is such a broad category, and, and I see why the uh, uh, Emmys doesn't do this. <laughs> That's the best show. <laughs> yeah. Weird <laughs> that they give it, like, categories. Mm-hmm. But honorable mention to Big Ol' House of Fun. Yeah, um, which, of course, is my okayest show of 2020. Okay, because you just wanted to, you just wanted to talk about both. No, no, no. It's okayest because next season... I better fucking be on it. <laughs> uh, good luck. Good luck, friend. If you're on it, uh, can I be your plus one? I just hey, want that not, craft service table. This is not good luck to me. This is good luck to Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. They are the ones who hold the world in the palm of their hands. Yeah. And if I am not in the next season, they squeeze. My okayest TV show is actually an entire fucking streaming service. Uh, because I hear nothing but good things about the shows on their service, but there's no way I'm about to pay for it. So Apple TV, you, when you first came out, you had a deal. People could try you for like a year for free and everyone did that. And they all got to watch Ted Lasso in the morning show and all these great shows And I slept on it because I didn't know you fucking existed because you never fucking advertised your service. And so I find about all this later. I'm like, can I get in on this deal? And it turns out, no, I can't get out on this deal. I have to pay for it now. And that's never happening. So give me a free trial or get the fuck out of our cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, I, I'm in a 
I don't get Apple TV. So apparently there's a difference between Apple TV and Apple TV Plus. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I'll, people keep talking about fucking Ted Lasso. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Jason yeah, Sudeikis. That's all I know. The only people who have Apple TV are the people who own Land Rovers. <laughs> I, I feel like the people who have Apple TV, like the service, are people who starred in the Apple TV shows. Like Camille Nanjiani has a show on it and he frequently talks about the service. And I'm like, yeah, because you got a show on there. I get it. You're promoting the service. No one I else has it. One thing, though, is uh, if you do have a thing that you want to watch that, for some reason, isn't available streaming as part of a subscription package, if you have to purchase something uh, to rent or buy, like you have to rent Feels Good Man, uh, it's really good, but that upsets me. But if you have to rent something like Feels Good Man, apparently you should do it from the Apple service because they take the least of a cut compared to all of their other competitors. Okay. I think it's like Amazon takes the most and then Netflix and then Hulu, but whatever. If you have to like well, pay money for something, do it on Apple's platform. Does the artist get a cut? Like the the cartoonist, does he get a cut of the documentary rentals? Oh, for Matt Fury? Yeah. So okay. I'm, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that they have a structure for it. So the documentarians get paid and I'm sure whatever contract Matt Fury had to appear in the film, he'll receive royalties or residuals or was paid a flat fee or I don't know. Okay. I'm no entertainment lawyer. No, that sounds that sounds tedious. Uh, do you happen to have a worse TV show? Yeah, I've got a joke one, so I could do I've that. Got, I've got a real one. Okay, here's a joke one because I'm going first. Uh, worst TV show. Did not watch the current season. There's a new season of it. Did not watch it. Fast and Furious, Spy Racers. We didn't watch it. We didn't watch season two. It's probably the worst TV show. I'm not even giving it a shot. Fuck it. Uh, are we announcing that we're not watching it? We're going to watch it for the podcast. It, right fuck. now in this moment, I'm saying fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, I'm right there with you. My worst TV show is Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> just because Tiger King created this weird like negative bubble in society right after we all went into lockdown. All yeah. the narratives about Tiger King were either like really hokey or they were yeah. really going after this Carol Baskins woman who like... If we're trying to live in a society where we like take people at their word and don't say that they killed their husbands based on the frame of a documentary. Also, the whoever the Tiger King was was like a big time gross sexual predator and they really didn't talk about how he like groomed people or was really gross. So you had a lot of people like going to Halloween parties as a sexual predator. Uh, Tiger King was just a it, it was a it was a net negative for society, I think. No, absolutely. Yeah. At a time where all of our attention could be wrapped by something, the thing that wrapped our attention was like a trashy documentary, like reality TV documentary. And like, it could have been a good moment of coming together and like doing something positive, but, uh, and you and I both know that wouldn't get the numbers that Netflix wanted, but I will say, I will never watch that. TV show documentary thing because um, I never really had an interest to begin with. It also created a lot of like really weird. 
don't know. When you open the door to make a joke about something, you kind of allow people to entertain their darker instincts. So there were there was some part of this like Tiger King discourse where they would like just like post pictures of poor or homeless people and turn them into like Tiger King adjacent memes. I'm like, you're just making fun of poor people because you watched a documentary about like eccentric poor people. It was, it was just bad. Our brains went to a dark place for a little while. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah. And maybe that really reflected the cultural mindscape at that time, just because we were all locked up and it was pretty dark, but that's no reason to celebrate dark things, uh, and especially if the dark thing is as mundane as a guy who sold illegal tigers. Um, go darker is all I'm saying. Yeah, go darker. Go darker. Go darker than a kingpin of an illegal pet service. Just go darker than that. And honestly, all you armchair detectives who are like, Carol Baskins killed her husband, that ruins people's lives, so cut that shit out. Yeah, don't do not do that. That's maybe the worst thing to come of it. Not to, like, bury the lead, but stop that. Stop that. And so, rightfully so, Fast and Furious Kids, Spy Racers, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> yeah, Tiger Kids, Fast and Furious, Spy King. Bundle it all up in a huge ball, throw it out of the cannon, at least until we cover Spy Kids Season 2. God damn it. <laughs> Fast you got and Furious it. Spy Racers. Shark Fin Lava Girl. Shark Man. Shark Boy Lava Girl. <laughs> Until we cover the second season of Fast and Furious Spy Racers sometime in 2021. <sighs> well, that brings us to the end of our traditional categories. Which means it's time to break out the, the random number generator. And these first three random generated numbers, we're not going to do them all at once, but these next three categories are coming straight from suggestions that we re- suggestions that we received this year. Uh, so shout out to those of you, you know who you are, who gave us these suggestions. Uh, so John, if you will do me the favor of making beep boop noises for like the next three seconds. All right. Beep boop beep boop beep 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 boop 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 beep beep. Number 10. Number 10 is the best slash okay feel good moment for society. Oh boy. <laughs> there, there weren't a lot of those. Oh, this. Okay. Um, feel good moment for society. Look. Society's been through some rough shit for the past 10 months straight. Yeah. And those feel-good moments, those fleeting little moments, it's hard to talk about them in the grand scheme of things because at the time they felt good. But in the end, the net sum of their goodness kind of erodes in the grand scheme of just how long – this pandemic has been going and just how many people we've lost worldwide. Mm -hmm. But for the best good feel good moment so far in 2020, I say that so far, there's only a couple of days left. Um, 
got to be whatever people like Dolly Parton for this year. What did she do? She, like, helped fund the COVID vaccine. I mean, that sounds pretty good. That, that's a good <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, that's a good moment. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, w- I found it so hard to think of a feel-good moment for society that I looked up. I was going to try to do a, a trick on you, and I was going to look up things that happened in January and February. <laughs> Remember uh, when the Pope slapped that woman? That was a pretty feel-good moment. <laughs> so I was like, January 2020, that's the farthest away we can get from what's happening now. So, you know, probably something good happened there. Uh, t- top 10 stories, January 2020. Tensions between U.S. and Iran increase. U.S. federal site hacked. U.S. military base targeted. <laughs> shooting in Aurora. Jet fuel dumped in L.A. Texas school shooting. Two shootings over the weekend. Oh. U- U.S. announces first case of Chinese virus. No. Uh, U.S. Mar- military base attacked. Helicopter crash <laughs> kills are nine. On, are you on OAN? No, this is on infoplease.com. Infoplease? Infoplease. Uh real bad. This year I mean the, the year started with Australia on fire. I don't know if you remember that. Here oh no, all those koalas. Here's what I, I genuinely have best feel good moment for society. The period in time where everyone was baking bread. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. All the sourdough starters and all the rise, like, yeah. Everyone... It was like the, the only time in, in the pandemic, or at least the start of the pandemic, it was the first time. It's like when everyone was doing yoga and baking bread together, and we all started to be like, maybe this will be okay. I, I, I want to like I want to equivalate that to like the first couple of Zoom calls you had with your friends. We were all like, "Let's come together. We can't be together right now, but this is just as good." Before we really like it sunk in, like this wasn't as good, and it sucked in actuality. Um, the the first few couple of Zoom calls, I feel like, is also a good moment. Um, yeah, those first few Zoom calls, the f- the first 14 or so days you were doing yoga with Adrian, the first three or four sourdough bulls you made. Here's the problem. Everyone eventually realized that all three of those things actually take a lot of fucking work. <laughs> yeah. No. I, it takes so, a lot of work to hang out with people over Zoom. It takes a lot of work to do yoga, and it takes a lot of work to make bread. And you know what? We really don't have time for that right now. Even though we will not have social obligations for a year, if nothing else, the coronavirus gave us the realization that, oh, we're not saying no to things because we're short on time. Right. I'm going to be, once this is all over, I feel like I'm going to be weirdly nostalgic for the couple of months where it felt like the world was finally on my level of like, we can't go out because why would we want to go out? Yeah, I remember there was a period of like three or four weeks where I was like, man, I kind of like this staying inside thing. I still like it. (laughs) I love it. I hate going out to places. Why would I ever leave? anywhere um so dolly pardon funding the vaccine and that the couple of weeks to months that we were all baking bread best moments for society in 2020 and now we get to the okay moments 
for society. The okayest of the moments. Yeah, the the okayest of the moments. I've got one in the chamber. If you want me to go ahead and and fill go for it, you think. All right. So early on, early days, New York City was hit the hardest with the initial outbreak of coronavirus. And New York City, I don't know if you know this, John, has a lot of people living in very tight quarters. And so they devised a way to sort of give back or give thanks to medical workers. And so what what happened, what they organized at 7 p.m., everyone would walk out on their balcony and just give a round of applause in honor of medical workers and so that's the okayest moment of 2020 because while good, it didn't fucking do anything. You're not actually giving help, giving support. Like it would come out months later that medical workers needed like – they would need the basics of, of like safety equipment and like they're getting barely any pay. And like all the – like the mental toll is just straining. And so like the clapping feels good in the moment but like Jesus Christ, we need to support – our frontline medical workers, we could be doing so much more. I think that qualifies as an okayist. It's okay. It's right up there with the jets flying over cities for, and and what, I don't know what the fuck that was about. That was worse, (laughs) but like just do more donate to, to hospitals so they can pay their medical. I don't know. I don't have a good line on this. I don't have a a solution, but it's just like, you could do more than clap. Yeah. you, You can absolutely do more than clap. I, the like, Oh cool. You put up a billboard. That's like, we thank our healthcare workers. Oh cool. You put up a banner outside your store that pays people minimum wage that says heroes work here. Fucking do more. Yeah, absolutely. I guess my okayest moment, it could also be the best, uh, but Donald Trump lost the election for (laughs) to be the president of the United States. I'm going to say that's okayest. Half of it hugely pleased by. I love that Donald Trump lost. Uh, And I think that we can do uh, some healing. However, a lot of people are like going to sleep about this and stopping caring about very serious things. And also the guy we got, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, so it's, it's okay. I'm, if it was just the first part, best greatest, but if it didn't come with everything else, like people like taking cute little naps for the next four years, well, everything's kind of just as bad as it has been. Uh, not great. Yeah. I, I mean, good moment. With him actually losing, and yet that's that's pretty feel good. But then, in the time since that he's lost, we've gotten what six hundred dollars stimulus checks. Like we can do better. So yeah, but we're still notice. operating with the Trump administration for what I it's get worth. It. I, I get it, but you can do better, and you're on notice. Oh, now. oh yeah, absolutely. The uh, American establishment is on notice. Do better next time. You have four years. Yeah, do do you know accomplish some good with this we're not everyone's gonna stop paying attention and us who aren't stopping paying attention we're gonna like get our megaphones out and make sure other people start paying attention too because like we got complacent during the obama years um i don't want to do that again 
we're not going to be complacent during Biden. We're going to call him out for everything we would call Trump out for. Like, it's not snooze, snooze, everything's good time. It's like, let's make sure the American people are getting the actual best things they can get for the, you know, like, but let's support America and not just fucking corporations. Like, that. that's the, that's the political, the only political stance this podcast will ever take. And you know, if they save cinema while they're at it, even better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any worst moments other than everything. Yeah, worst moments are everything this year has been horrible. I've never been sadder and worst things have never happened to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, wait. Let me, while I'm at it. Um, well, I don't know why I would describe this. I'm cutting and pasting the the category to where it needs to be in the list that I'm keeping. That's not good radio. But that was number four, the best worst societal moment for society. Yes, and we also have been going for like an hour, so let's speed it up. We got to speed it up. So, John, if you will give me some beep boop noises for the next two seconds. Beep boop boop beep 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 boop boop beep beep. Number seven, the best okay Christmas holiday song. Oh, released this year or just in general? I think it's got to be in general because I don't know any songs released this year. Christmas or holiday song. Oh, I have to pick a best one? You do. Oh, fuck. I mean, I know, I know what my favorite, what my best Christmas song ever is. You should go first because, uh, I, I whatever. Uh, it is, of course, "Christmas in Hollis" by Run DMC. Ooh, that sounds great. Have you ever heard it? I have never heard this song. It was December twenty fourth on Hollis Ave in the dark. When I see a man chilling with his dog in the park. I approach very slowly with my heart full of fear. Looked his dog, my God, an ill reindeer. This sounds amazing. Christmas and Hollis is genuinely a good song. Did you just do that from memory? Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a standard. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh man. Um, um, I mean, okay. The best Christmas song ever. And I know this is going to be very niche. This is something I grew up with in the swamps of Louisiana. We listen to it every year. It's by Benny Grunch and the Bunch. (laughs) Incredible. For those of you who grew up in the New Orleans metropolis area, you know Benny Grunch and the Bunch. They, They sang such hits. Such as Ain't There No More. That's the only other song I know by them. And then, of course, the 12 Yachts of Christmas. 12 Yachts? Y-A-T-S, Yachts. Y-A- what? Y-A-T-S, Yachts. What is this? Pronounced Yachts. The 12 Yachts of Christmas, John. If you're familiar with the, uh, the 12 Days of Christmas song, it's like that. But everything is everything's uh, everything relates to New Orleans culture. Okay, I'll uh, I'll have to give that a listen. Give it a listen. Um, the crawfish I caught in Araby is the uh, 
that that's the the partridge in the pear tree and it it gets it for a good version of the 12 days of christmas you need to iterate on every iteration of the every repetition of the song and this song does that so like everyone the, the first time they give their line they give it clean and then every other time it, it iterates so um so for instance the number 6 one is a six packs a six pack of dixie and Dixie is a, as a New Orleans beer that just recently got remade. And so every time after him, he's one more into the six pack. And so by the 12th one, he's just like incomprehensible and slurring that that's 12 yachts of Christmas, best Christmas song. Don't, don't at me. Well, I guess that gives us our okayest Christmas songs. And mine is uh, wonderful Christmas time. By Paul McCartney. That was mine. Really? The night. So we agree. Simply having wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That song is like checking off the bare minimum checklist of Christmas songs. It's like he had a contract where they're like, got to do a Christmas song. He's like, okay, well, I'm simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The best thing to come out of that song are the people who meme that it, like the first the first set of lyrics is like, they're about to do dark magic and then somebody walks in and they suddenly make it Christmas. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's, that's Cause the best thing. Because it's like the moon is up. Right. The knife is hot. Yeah. <laughs> The worst part of that song is like the children come and sing their song and the, the children just sing like ding dong, ding dong. What? What song? <laughs> no. It works on so many levels. Uh, can't fuck up one more time, though, because if it does, it's dead. Uh, worst Christmas song is Last Christmas. Uh, totally in agreement. All right. Couldn't wow. Agree <laughs> I not agree more. Hate that song. Oh, and there's so many, so many, I don't know why, so many people cover this goddamn song. Jimmy Eat World has a cover. It's, uh, you, have you seen the movie Last Christmas? There's a movie? Yeah, there's a movie called Last Christmas. Let me just uh, text you what the ending of the movie is. Did Wham? Wait. Who, who wrote the song originally? Was it Wham? Uh, no idea. Was this, the song was written for the movie, or was the movie written because of the song? The movie was made because of the song. The movie has nothing to do with the song until the very end. Hold on. This is what happens at the end of Last Christmas. Oh, fuck off! Yep, yep, yep. That's why it's called that. That's why fuck it's called Last Christmas. Off. Yep. No, that's not the point of the song! <laughs> yep, yep. Is that even possible? What is that? <laughs> yep. That's, uh... Fuck! That's what it is. Last Christmas, worst holiday Christmas song, 2020. Struck it from the record. I don't want to hear that song any more times this year. Ah, Yeah. Truly awful. Let's move on to number six. And, uh, John, if you could give me beep boop noises for one second. Beep boop, beep beep, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. They got some repeats, I'm sorry. Number two. 
Adult animated series. Adult animated series? Like a porno? I don't think that's... That's not the spirit of it. Oh, adult animated series of 2020. So I, I think it means like an animated series meant for adults, like The Simpsons or Family Guy. Um, I'm yeah. going to take a broader interpretation and also include anime because why not because i'm an adult and i watch anime fuck off oh if we include anime i absolutely know what my best is even though it didn't come out in 2020 i also have a best anime um that did not come out in 2020 but i watched it in 2020 uh same for me here my non-anime i won't talk about as much big mouth big mouth is really good it's really funny for the most part they did drop the ball on a couple sensitive things in the past and they are not off the hook for that. However. So wait, this is your best? No, that that's... Just you know sh- what? A shout out? I'm gonna th- uh, it's not even a shout out. We'll save it. Okay. My best is My Hero Academia. It's Oh, hell so, yeah. It's, Fuck yeah. It's so, so good. Oh, it's it like nails... Okay. I, I talked to you about this in messages, but like the show in anime, which for those of you who don't know, show means young male... And it, it the, they call it that because that's the demographic for the the anime. They're like that's who they want to appeal to. Uh, but they're all endemic in a, of a certain thing of like uh, a guy who wants to be the best, and he's got limited powers, but he develops his powers over time. There's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of being motivated by justice and anger. But My Hero Academia, and I'm sorry, I totally took over when you you said that. Uh, nails it to a degree that it just it's it's good. It's a good version of that. Yeah, it, it is a version of that that is well written, funny, engaging. It's it's just great. It's just great. I, I find myself watching it overtaken by a strange emotion where I'm like emotionally chuckling. Oh yeah, like things will happen that are so absurd, but tonally perfect but also deeply emotional it, <laughs> that like you laugh, you cry, you kind of do both at the same time. It, it kind of sucks you in too. Like it, this was a show that I would watch by myself and it would just be on in the apartment and Jamie would come in and she would sit down and she would get kind of drawn in to the point where she was, she got to a point where she was like, don't watch anymore without me. Okay. And it's like, oh, okay, like, oh, this is a thing now. Like, we're, we like My Hero Academia, and I can watch anime w- with my wife for, like, and it's not like Cowboy Bebop where I'm showing it to her or Trigon where I'm shaking her awake to be like, this is the good part. Um, <laughs> don't, don't you see? Vash went through so much. <laughs> Vash, look, Vash is a good guy. It, this is why. Um, but no, no, like it's just, it just, it's, it's so good because I don't know. I don't know what makes it good. It's just a good version of what it is. And I absolutely agree with your best pick. Um, I have a different best pick and this is a show that came out in 2016. It's an anime called Erased. And without revealing too much, a, a guy who wants to be a manga artist has an ability where he can go back in time. Only That's not the ability I thought you were going to say that he had. Well, he has an ability where he feels like something's off, and then he goes back a few seconds to try to fix it. 
Mm-hmm. Only in the first episode, he feels something something horrible happens, and he goes back to his childhood, and he can't get back to the future, but he realizes why he's there is to stop a string of grisly murders that happened in his town. Oh, that sounds incredible. It's like, like true, That sounds really good. It, it's weird. It's like it, – so fa- a fantastical element where he goes back in time, but mixing in like some true crime kind of stuff – but then also it's just – it's weirdly wholesome and very it, – it just makes you feel warm watching it and it's very good. And it ends in the most convoluted way possible. But that, that – you know, who cares? Erased made me feel emotional in a time of like emotional deadness because of – this was like the sixth month of coronavirus and I was starting to just feel dead inside. I watched it all in like one day. I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Don't be confused. There's a live ad- action adaptation that I cannot vouch for. Okay, so I'm, I'm glad it's on Netflix. That does sound like something I would genuinely want to watch. Yeah, it's called Erased. Erased. My okayest is Big Mouth. My okay is Big Mouth. Well, we're in agreement. I like it. But I don't love it, and I I still cannot point to why I don't love it. I feel like it does tackle a lot of. I think my the reason I don't like it is because I don't know who it's for. Yeah, I don't know. Some parts of Big Mouth feel like I don't know. There's a there's a thing with Big Mouth where sometimes it feels like performative, but performative in a way where it's not written by people who have experienced or understand the things that they're trying to right. be performative about sometimes like there was i think there was an episode about like pansexuality yes and last season which was just really gross and weird and they didn't get it and then this most recent one that like a trans character and they didn't totally nail that they they nailed what it would be like if you were a kid and somebody tried to explain trans to you as a kid so like they didn't approach it with the mindset of an adult yeah I, I don't get who the show is for because there's no way in hell I would show my kid it when they're going through the same stuff. And, like, it's informative and funny to me because, you know, I went through half of it because they tackle – I mean, they tackle everything. So I went through roughly a percentage of what they're showing. But it's like – it's kind of like, well, I don't need that now because now I'm 30 and none of this matters anymore but there's no way I'm going to show a kid who's going through with the show. Like it's just, I, I wouldn't feel okay with them watching it. Like I don't understand the demographic. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like it's, it's a fun thing to watch, but you better watch, you better fucking watch out. You, yeah. I mean, they are one like problematic thing away with being canceled. And like, I, from what I see, and this is at completely as an observer and a very small sample size, um, there's a lot of people in like the sexually active kind of community who don't really get it either. Yeah, I uh, I don't get it. Yeah, I wonder what it's like this sexually active community. I said that wrong. Sex havers, they're called. What I mean, no, like the uh, oh, I just nailed it. Sorry, the Zoomers. <laughs> Ah, uh, those sex positive zoomers. Sex positive zoomers. Yeah, I don't know. They they don't like it either. So it's like so it's not 
Not for us and whatever yeah. the fuck we call ourselves. And it's definitely not for boomers. I just think it needs to be like some kind of expose on this sex community. Okay, calm down. <laughs> My word choice is bad. L- listen, we're all having fun. All right. Uh, do we have a worst? I don't. I don't really have a worst. No. animated series. I don't really have one. Hoops is that? Any- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What? There's a show on Netflix called Hoops, and uh, the uh, the thumbnail for it consistently is like a naked man with a basketball in front of his genitals. I don't know what that show's about, but based hey, on the we, thumbnail, we can't I hate know. it. We, we can't know if Hoops is genius or not. I'm not going to watch it. It's already been canceled. Like, just <laughs> great. Hoops. Hoops is the worst. All right. We're moving on. Yes. Strike it from the record. And now, now, John, we broaden our horizons because those last three were only from the submissions we got from this year. But these next four can come from any time, John. Any time? You mean they go backwards and forwards in time? Yeah, time's a flat circle. Yay! So give me some beep boops, my friend. Oh no. Number 13. John, number 13. Yes. Best okayest joke from zero credits for 2020. Oh, no. From 2020? (laughs) From 2020. Oh, man. That thing where I made fun of you for saying the sex community. (laughs) (laughs) You can't name that. Okay. Oh, can, can can we remember any jokes from this year? This year has been a real crapshoot. Um, okay, I, I, the best joke that Zero Credits has done this year is really good. It's really good because it, it was a two-parter. There was a setup in one episode and the payoff was in the next episode. Um, and it was very recent. So the best... <laughs> the best joke of Zero Credits from 2020, we had our good friend of the show, Jeff, on as a guest host for, for one episode. And I said to him, I said the words in this, this is a joke that, that I made. So this is going to sound really self-serving, but I promised him that we would not make fun of him. Uh, going forward on zero credits, we would never make fun of him. And he did a good job that episode. Go, go listen to it. Um, the episode's called, I bet you're wondering why I asked you here. I forget what number it is. Uh, but the very next week, I mentioned that we had Jeff on the show. And before you could say anything, I just started tearing into him <laughs> and making fun of him. And uh, the funny thing is I pointed out to him, like, hey, I'm sorry, uh, John just started making fun of you. And uh, before I could say we made that promise and he listened to it and he was like, actually, Henry, you started making fun of me, you asshole. So that's the best joke we did on Zero Credits this year. You know, I agree. Uh, Jeff is the best joke that happened in Zero Credits <laughs> in 2020. He's such a good guy. I don't know why ubiquitously he is made fun of. I don't get it. I mean, it's just something about him. I played Among Us with some of his friends. You don't remember when Among Us was big? Yeah. 
I played Among Us with some of his friends, and uh, he he did everything in his power to not be voted off. But if he talked, he got voted off. If he stayed <laughs> silent, he got voted off. If he if he if he didn't do anything, he got voted off. And it was just like it got to the point where I kind of started speaking up for him and saying, "Like guys, this is not fun for him." <laughs> and then he got voted off. Like it, it just it didn't matter. It's what I like to call the Jeff factor. He's, but he's he's a good person. He's yeah, fun. I, he's a I good genuinely, friend. I genuinely can't think of any reason to malign him truly, and yet I will, and I will enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's fair. What's the okayest joke? I, I was thinking about it, and honestly. I don't know. The whole time travel thing we did for the 200th episode. <laughs> Listen. That was... We put a lot of effort into it, but I still don't did. know if it paid off. Yeah. It was hard to commit to. I mean, of course, it's all canon Victorian Mansion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okayest joke. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, man. We did really good for what we had, which was nothing. No plan. Randomly deciding which episodes to cover. The, I the mean, usually for, for these times and these big episodes, we like plan it out like maybe a week or more in advance, especially for like yeah. certain serials. This year, we just didn't have the energy or the desire or the time. We had the time. It, it, was, a, it was a year where we were both very depressed. And it was really hard to dedicate energy to being creative. Um, this was most of my, my cerebral energy going to worrying about whether or not I was going to contract this deadly virus. Yeah, unfortunately, 90% of our brain is death fear right now. Yeah. And of course, the uh, the worst joke from the show this year, as always, is the pink ping pong ball joke. Um. You remember this joke, right? I do. Are you sure? Yeah, no no need to go over it again. It's I mean, I there might be some people who who don't remember. Yeah, you know what? We'll we'll put it in the episode description. I could just do a little bit right now. I think I think we're okay. Okay, well there was once a boy. He I was I, I I think we're okay. You don't want me to... Technically, the joke wasn't said in 2020. Well, you know, it's bad enough that we can pull it out of 2019. Are you sure? And you know, I think we're okay. I think we have 20 minutes for me to read this. <laughs> you know, maybe uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get it to the listeners. You don't want me to read it? No. Are you sure? How clear can I possibly make it? And that's the pink ping pong ball joke, everyone. The threat of reading the joke again is the joke itself, and that's why it is the worst. Yeah, it is the worst because the uh, the thought of hearing it again makes me want to quit the podcast. So if I had actually started reading it, you would have quit? There's only one way to find out, buddy. I'm not doing it. We're moving on. Um, my, look, 
Just make beep boop noises. Beep beep boop boop beep beep boop beep 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 boop beep 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 boop beep beep boop beep. Computer, computer, computer. I'm computer. I'm a computer, and I like to computer. Um, we might Was have to re- not enough time? We might have to research this one. Number 34. Which is also number 8? Which is number 8 on our list tonight. The best okayest Mortal Kombat fighter of 2020. Oh boy, you mean fighters added to Mortal Kombat in 2020? I'm... Did a new Mortal Kombat come out this well, I year? Like, I feel like Mortal Kombat 11 is still receiving DLC. Let me see. Wow, we hadn't picked this one before. No, this is brand new. Uh, this is an adult animated martial arts film. No. There's Mortal Kombat coming out in 2021 as a movie. Hold on. I, I want to say it's... Okay, I found a list from October 2020 of DLC fighters added to Mortal Kombat 11. Wait, hold on. Yes, Mortal Kombat 11 getting story DLC and three new playable characters. Oh my god, I already know who my favorite is. Oh, I, I can't find a list of the characters. You want to hear my best? Is it RoboCop? It's RoboCop. RoboCop's pretty cool. The other characters appear to be, actually, I don't know, some some female Goro. Maybe Raiden. Hold on. This got... What, what, what list did you find? I just found uh, an article... Apparently Rambo? Oh, is is Rambo a character in 2020? Yeah, I think so. It says new by him. Okay. That's fine. So first off, best Mortal Kombat fighter for 2020. Definitely hands down Robocop. Uh, hold on. It appears as though... Rambo, Spawn, maybe the Terminator and the Joker are yeah. all characters yes. in Mortal Kombat 11. They are, yeah. Wow. A uh, best Robocop. Uh, so Alex Murthy was a dutiful police officer who was brutally executed by a local game. Brought back to life through OCP technology, Murphy was transformed into Robocop a highly advanced cybernetic police officer designed to uphold the law and protect the innocent. Now entering the Mortal Kombat universe, RoboCop has received a few upgrades and is ready to serve the public by apprehending any combatants that stand in his way. He has a gun. OCP runs the cops. Also, the way that you said OCP makes you th- me think that you're not a real RoboCop head or else... You, of course, would know that that stands for Omni Consumer Products. I watched the first uh, RoboCop, the original. Good. The only one you need to watch. My takeaway was it was very needlessly violent. And then uh, I think I drank too much to remember how the movie ended. Man, you need to watch RoboCop again because you nailed it on the first point. 
But you also need to see how it ends. It's also violent. I don't even remember the context in which I watched RoboCat. Well, it sounds like a fun time. What's so, the Ro- okayest Mortal Kombat character? Oh wait, maybe I can see combat. Oh, I can. Oh, I can. Oh, I can separate it into combat packs. Um, the okayest for me, one hundred percent with a bullet, is a Joker because it's not the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Also, maybe Nightwolf. I don't know if Nightwolf was a character released this year, but uh, not great representation. Nightwolf? Who's he? Which one? He throws that? a tomahawk. Uh, oh, I think I you see. know what they were going for when they designed Nightwolf. Okay. I have to, it keeps asking me for my date of birth, so <laughs> I'm not about to give MortalCombat.com. They want to make sure you're legal. Birth. But no, yeah, no. It, honestly, if it could have been the Joaquin Phoenix version of the Joker in this Mortal Kombat video game, uh, number one, game of the year contender by far. The yeah, game and of the then, year saved cinema. Oh, yeah, saved cinema. And then number two, um, probably would have just been a better character. Yeah, I mean, he would have uh, he would have been able to, like, weirdly walk. Oh, he could dance for his, like, He his, could, his, like... He could do like a, he could do a, he, listen, he has a charge meter and every level of the charge meter, he does a different dance at lowest level of charge, one bar. He does the like kind of low energy dance he does in the bathroom. And then like three charge meters, he does the dance he does on the, on the stairs to, and then Gary Glitter plays and you got to make sure you pay Gary Glitter. Well, he doesn't even get royalties from the music anymore. Yeah, no, you'd make a special agreement with Mortal Kombat that, yes, Gary Glitter, the oh, convicted no. pedophile, would receive money. No, no, stop. <laughs> uh, no, don't do that. And, of course, the worst Mortal Kombat fighter from 2020, um, Rambo. That's right, the worst Mortal Kombat character of 2020. Uh, also, the worst Mortal Kombat character of all years is, of course, Raiden. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. I haven't ever played a Mortal Kombat game that I'm going... Oh, no, I did. I got really mad. We're moving on. The uh, They're not as good. As? Uh, like Street Fighter or Tekken or King of Fighters or Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Waku Waku Seven or Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Fighter Z or Guilty Gear best or uh, best video yeah. game. All right, give me some beep boops. Americans just can't make fighting games. Except the perverts who make Skullgirls. I actually beep, have beep, a friend beep, who worked beep, on some beep, of the Art of Skullgirls. What a pervert. Beep, 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 beep. Boop, 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 Best okayest election meme? Election meme? I don't know. This is going to be tough for me because I'm usually pretty, usually pretty mean about memes. I can't remember a single meme from the election. I, I, I think I was worried too much about 
about the outcome. Oh, no, I've got my best, actually. Yeah, actually, okay. Um, why don't you go first, and I'll, I'll, I'll fire up the old Google machine. Uh, the best is a tie for me. Uh, it is between the uh, caption picture of Bernie Sanders from his campaign uh, uh. fundraising <laughs> videos where he said, I'm once again asking you to donate, and people have changed it to be like, I'm once again asking you to post feed, I'm once again That's <laughs> asking you to, etc. And the other one is someone took a picture of him during a campaign stop where he's like writing on a whiteboard, and then people just put a bunch of other stuff on the whiteboard. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Nothing to do with my actual preference for who would have won the election. Just, man, gotta love everything about Bernie Sanders. I'm I'm very quickly scrolling through lists of memes. <laughs> lists of memes? Um, and the sources are very questionable. Maybe they made the memes... Well, pictures aren't even loaded on this one that's called Alt Press, which I really feel like I should not be on. Oh, no. Um, God, I, just, I guess I don't really pay attention to memes. Here's election story of election week told in memes. Uh, right. uh, this is the first one bad. I'm seeing. Uh, Secretary of Defense Gritty uh, addressing the nation in 2021. And it, it, it looks like a hockey mascot is addressing the nation. Oh, uh, that's pretty good. Uh, 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 I don't have an okayist. I only have a worst. Okay, go for your worst. My worst is the Mike Pence hair fly thing. Because, like... No, oh, the fly in Mike Pence's hair. The fly was just a really tremendous example of how people like can't be funny and just latch on to just one thing. Like you give them one thing and they just beat it into the ground to a point where something that could have been like a funny observation is just like so 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 dead. Yeah. Like when you when you have like at the I, I feel like Saturday Night Live now is so like downstream of culture that like when you have whoever's playing Mike Pence or whatever, then you have like Maya Rudolph or somebody come out in a, like a big fly costume. I'm like, I get it. We all get it. Just stop. Yeah, a I, fly I mean, landed on a guy. Who cares? Kids are in cages. Just from my brief less than five minutes searching of election memes from 2020, it seems like it's all that. All of yeah. what you just just described. Yep. There's no yep, yep, yep. There's no good memes coming out for election stuff. There's no Pokemon go to the polls. There's no please clap. Like that was when politics were fun. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, politics weren't fun per they se. Were but, the it, but at least we didn't. You would we come didn't. to me on a Friday night and ask, "Hey Henry, what do you want to do?" I'd be like, "Let's get in some politics. They're really fun." I got I've got the new I've got the new Jed Bush clip. Yeah, Jeb. Remember Jeb? Jeb gave us so much. Oh, I, we we got diminishing returns on Jeb because remember remember that brief doldrums of times where the election results weren't known because people were still counting. The number of out of left field Jeb Bush wins the presidency jokes that I saw 
it was a non-zero number and it was like a non-100 number, but like too many. Too many Jeb Bush wins the 2020 election jokes. Yeah, I, the only w- one of those that's funny is when they show the election map and it's all yellow and they color code yellow to say Jeb and Jeb Bush is like got his arms outstretched as looking to the sky like he's collecting power. Uh, that's the only one that I like. Yeah, there's no... Consistently, the best meme that I see is whenever there's a moment of doubt, somebody will just put in the line, here's how Bernie can still win. And that'll get us, like, you know, me breathing out of my nose a little harder than I normally do. But, I don't know. Election memes are dead. Yeah. uh, Elections, electoral politics are dead. Yeah. It's over. I mean, it's that they're too serious now for the memes. Not and like it sounds like I'm just. I feel like I'm not doing the category justice. It's, you know, it was a rough year. All right. Well, all right. Make beep boop noises one more time. Last category for 2020 before we render the final judgment and determine if 2020 was a best year. An okay year <laughs> or a worst year. That's right. We don't know. Big cliffhanger. Nobody big, knows. So I'll cl- give you a, I'll give you a, what's that? Big cliffhanger. What were you, what were you saying? Big cliffhanger. Can you hear, can you hear me? Big. Man, we're that <laughs> zoom, zoom meetings. Anyway, a beep, boop, beep, beep, beep. Boop, boop, beep Wait, beep, hold on. Beep, my, beep, boop, 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 beep. I panicked because I thought you really couldn't hear me. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah generating uh, go keep going we got it Henry, we got to pull this one back. The last one put us in kind of a weird political place where we were low energy, but we got to ramp it up and ship it out. Here, John, here we go. Number 10, the last category for 2020 is number 12, the best and okay song. The best and okay song. Song of 2020. That's right. And I will limit it. It has to be songs that came out in 2020. Okay. I I think I might have it. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Uh you you can you can go first if you have a best. Oh man, so many good songs. This is um, your category. If there was any category for you to win, it's this one. We don't we're not even competing against each other anymore. It's if there was a time for you to win, this is your home plate advantage. No one knows more about songs, especially songs that have come out recently than you. Okay, I get what you're trying to do, but I am a bit of a pop head, so first of all, fuck you. Second you actually of all, probably in terms of in terms of songs released this year, you actually probably have the edge on me. Okay, good. 
I'm glad we figured that out. The best song of the year is uh, Blinding Lights. Is that one that I've heard? By The Weeknd? No. And uh, so why is this the best song, you might ask? Well, you see, John, I'm a bit of a fan of a certain genre uh, that I like to call Outrun, that people in the know might call Synthwave. Um, but basically music that plays to a certain sort of genre of films like Blade Runner, like Drive, your your synthwave aesthetic sort of films where it's dark with some neon lights and that's all you really need. And Blinding Lights fits weirdly in this pop outrun synthwave niche that I don't think could exist in another time period and weirdly, it's by The Weeknd, whose other songs I don't really care for. But this song... I mean, song, The Weeknd's a... He make good music. He make good music. This song, um... I mean... I look around and send cities cold and empty. No one's around to judge me. I can't see clearly when you're gone. And I said, ooh... I'm blinded by the lights. No, I can't sleep until I feel your touch. I said, ooh, I'm drowning in the night. Oh, when I'm like this, you're the one I trust. It's good I mean, music. I I think that for a long time now, The weekend has been the harbinger of the uh, cyberpunk aesthetic that music will eventually be. And I feel like this is a big part of it. I feel like this is part of that transformation. Really, all you need to do to win me over is be cyberpunkish, allude a little bit to Night Call by that uh, Kravinsky guy, and uh, remind me of Blade Runner, and you are Song of the Year, and The Weeknd's Blinding Lights does that for me. Yeah, I... uh... Anything that makes me feel like I'm in either Drive or Blade Runner 2049, or ideally both, uh, is is good music to me. Absolutely. What's your best song of the year, John? Uh, my best song of the year is actually, uh, I did my Spotify rap recently, and they said I was one of the first, I think, 20 people to listen to this song. And it's just because it came on my Discover Weekly. Uh, but this is Gulag by Titus, JPEG Mafia, and Toxic. The biggest name there, of course, is JPEG Mafia, who's done a lot. Uh, but I'd say this song's kind of on the nose. Would you, uh, would you like to hear a little of the, the lyrics spoken aloud? Absolutely, my friend. Uh, so this is a, this is a hip-hop song uh, that goes, I'ma run the shit like the Gulag. Fuck the game. I'm trying to kill the bourgeois. Y'all making me laugh, ha, 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 putting virtue into moolah, little P-word. Take the suit off, you don't need it where you're going, do you? Young Lennon, spitting too raw, Rolls Royce with the roof off. Uh, it it talks about fascists and capitalism and a lot of killing people. Uh, talks about shooting people with a carcano from the rooftops. But honestly, I, I think that I've listened to this song more times than any other singular song that's not off of... The new Run the Jewels, probably. Uh, because I don't know that I've ever listened to a hip-hop song that is, like, so, like, angrily Marxist. 
Like it's not a it's not a common combination in hip hop to have something that is deeply Marxist but also very violent. So it's a it's a real fun listen. I mean that sounds like a good headspace to be going into twenty twenty one. I mean, if you're not happy with your $600 checks, I'm not saying incite a riot. I'm just saying check out this song. Yeah, check out the song. Titus, JPEG Mafia, and Toxic, Gulag. That sounds pretty cool. I've got an okay song lined up at the bat. Yeah. Uh, so, I like a little band called Ludo. I don't know if you've heard of them, John. Oh, of the narrative dissonance? Uh, uh, Ludo, Ludo narrative dissonance. No, they're they're like a nerd rock band who were really prominent in the mid two thousand tens, and then dropped off for ten years. And in twenty twenty, they came back during COVID and everything, and recorded a little song called "Scare Me," and it's a banger for Halloween. It's a Halloween banger. And the only reason it's here in this okay category is because I wanted to talk about both Blinding Lights and this song. Um, And I want more music from Ludo. Please make an album. Make an album, Ludo. Do it. Make an album, Ludo. Make an album. I saw you live last year. I, I flew out for your Halloween show. I dressed up like it was prom. I went to St. Louis. It was awesome. Make an make a new album. Don't make just one new song. Make an album. Ludo, make an album. Ludo, make an album. Smash Mouth, eat the eggs. Oh, what's your okay song? Uh, my okay song is "Get Famous" off of the album "Getting Into Knives" by the Mountain Goats. Uh, once again, similar reasoning. Uh, love the song. Love the album. Um, just wanted to be able to talk about it, but if they fuck up one more time. Oh, they're out of here. They're out of here, the Mountain Goats. John Darnell, you're a great writer, both of books and songs, but if you fuck up one more time, you're gone. And of course, everyone knows the worst song of 2020 is Ariana Grande's Seven Rings. I don't know when it came out, but it's the worst song. I hate it. Definitely not 2020. I don't care. I don't like that song. And, of course, the best, best song of 2020 is, of course, WAP. (laughs) Yes, supersedes all the other superlatives. Any song that... It broke the category. Any song that can make Ben Shapiro say that his wife has never been wet. uh, It's the best song of the year by far. Anything that can make Ben Shapiro say that his wife is medically dry uh, is... And she's a doctor. (laughs) She's a doctor, so she says it's... She told me it's wrong. It's wrong for women to be aroused. Unbelievable. Uh, What a... You know, I think... I, I do genuinely want to call that the best song because everything that happened after that, it was a real, it was a real, uh, like belling the cat. Like everyone you shouldn't listen to kind of came out of the woodwork with one kind of particular opinion about that song. And the second they said that, you're like, cool, I don't have to listen to you anymore. Yeah, absolutely. You, you just revealed your true colors. And uh, this was a great litmus test for all you people who were hiding. And now you are blocked. Yes, and also now Megan the Stallion is even more at the forefront of the consciousness, and uh, she's great. That's it. 
She's great. That's it. And once again, the worst song was Ariana Grande's Seven Rings. Just want to put that out there. I, It's a bad song. It's a bad I, song. New hair, just bought it. Seven Rings, just bought it. There's a you line in that song. Seven that Rings. Says, Whoever said money can't solve your problems must not have had enough money to solve them. For that line alone, I will hate this song forever. Yeah, not. I'm also not a fan for whenever the hell it came out. 2020. Do better. Anyway, that was all 10 categories, John. We did it. We got we got done. It's over. All 10 categories. And uh, congratulations to those who had their categories picked. Uh, you win the consolation prize of just knowing that we read your suggestion and talked about it on air. Yeah, you'll be notified to receive your consolation prize of gratitude. And uh, now it's time for the final judgment. Was 2020 a best, an okay, or a worst? Yes, I uh, I think we could talk about this maybe for a long time. I don't know if you want to go first or if, or if you'll let me. I, I think uh, I think both I of like us has sh- a has a bit of a speech prepared. I feel like we we could really get into the nitty gritty. Let's dive into the details. We got metrics. We got figures. We have analyses and analysts. We we actually have. A cardboard, cardboard, no, we have a closet full of analysts that we have kidnapped for the express purpose of answering this question. We've got, we've got the guys in LA on standby ready to read us rules from the latest edition of the NFL. We've got Mike Barrera on the phone. He's going to tell us why that call was bad. We've got, we've got uh, Kramer from Mad Money. What's his name? Michael Kramer. That's not his name. Uh, fr- from Mad Money. He's on stand. But we got John Mulaney live from rehab. He's going to weigh in. We've got all of these people weighing in to tell us whether or not, by the way, John Mulaney's in rehab. Our our best wishes go out to him. We're glad he is seeking help and we, we wish him well in his recovery. All of these people coming together live right now to render the verdict. Was 2020 a best, a worst, or just an okay? John, let's get down to it. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and say worst. Awful. Worst. Fuck worst, this year. Fuck, worst, fuck this worst, year. Worst, oh, my God. Worst. Like, geez, oh, my geez, fucking This is the worst year worst of my year. entire geez, life. Oh. We will be carrying trauma from this year. I will be carrying trauma along with everyone else oh probably for the rest of our lives. I feel like the government just subsidized therapy for surviving this year. It's I, just truly, really, truly awful. Fuck, part, fuck, fuck this year. As part of the next COVID relief bill, they should sneak in. Everybody gets like three sessions of fair therapy paid for by tax money, our money, our fucking money already. And just so we can all just like kind of start recovering from this god awful, god forsaken year. John Mulaney's in rehab. John Mulaney's in rehab. And you know, they didn't put that in the COVID bill, but at least they made streaming movies illegally a felony. So, you know, it's uh, it's all pretty great. Why does the COVID relief bill have any mission, any mention of the word missile? And it comes up yeah. 87 times. 
Uh, there's a there's a lot. I mean, it was part of a larger spending bill, but part of it is for like naval weapons pu- procurement. Why was uh, it five thousand pages long? Tons of PPP loans that are all going to go to large business interests, or interestingly, the spouses of people who might be Speaker of the. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. No, oh, twenty twenty was the worst year on record that we've lived through. And I think I can say that with some pretty 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 good confidence. Yeah, no doubt in my mind whatsoever. Man, not a lot of fan th- fanfare. Okay, here's what we do. John, we have no choice. No choice but to look at 2021 as a chance for new beginnings and happier tidings. We have no choice but to be positive. We just went, we lasted, and everyone with us, all of our fans, just withstood the worst year we've ever been through. And it doesn't matter what you went through. It doesn't matter how bad or good. We're not, this isn't a comparison. We all just survived the worst year for humanity in recent memory. And so we have no choice but for right now in this moment to pledge to make 2021 a better year. I mean, the, the least we can do going into future years, because taking over to 2021 won't solve things. Uh, getting a vaccine won't solve things. And this isn't just about a virus. Uh, we all know that bad things are happening. And 2021 and forward will be fantastic opportunities to heal, to organize, to plan uh, and to be part of communities that we weren't able to be a part of uh, in 2020 for extenuating circumstances. Uh, There's no place to go, but up. Yeah. Let's make this the bottom of the pit and let's start climbing out of that pit any way we can. And I know there's a lot of circumstances. There's a lot of factors it's a lot easier to say let's make things better than to actually make things better. But let's let's just say this is the floor and let's just try to start climbing out of this hole. Yeah. I mean, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. You're out of options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The your only option is to be better. Yeah. Or else you're just okay and if you're okay, you get one mistake and then you're gone. Going forward, you have to choose whether you are the best version of yourself or the okayest version of yourself. And if you're the okayest version, one mistake and you're gone. Yeah, so shoot for best, really. Shoot for best. It's your only option or else you're gone. You're gone. You're gone. Hold yourself to an unattainable standard or always live in fear. Live in fear. Oh, okay. I guess that's not the point we're trying to make. (laughs) Be better. Be better. And with that, I just want to bid 2020 a f- – what's the opposite of a fond farewell? A uh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck you, 2020. <laughs> fuck you. Have a bad goodbye. Die. I want the year to die. <laughs> yeah, the, the worst – the anti-fond farewell is a you need to leave. You need to leave. Yes, I think you should leave. Leave Tim Robinson, but you go. Yeah, no, you, just you. And shut Get the out. door. You know what, 2020? 
don't let the door smack you where the good Lord cracked you. And your dumb fucking head, you piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck this year. Fuck this year. And if you want to send us your, what's the opposite of well wishes? Uh, f- fuck wishes. Fuck wishes for 2020. And that's not wishes. Okay. Um, <laughs> send us your fuck wishes to twitter.com. We are at ZCPCWHJ on twitter.com. And my good friend John knows what that stands for. Fuck. That's right. And if you want to send us a longer diatribe about breaking down, if you want to be the mad, mad Kramer from Mad Money to our joke, you can send us a longer letter email, if you will, to email at zerocredits.net. We are also. I verified the email forwarding does work. Okay, I'm glad you did that. Is there ever going to be a website? Uh, There's a couple more email addresses on there now. What does that mean? Oh, I didn't tell you. I made us email addresses. Like individually? Yeah. We have a Henry at ZeroCredits.net and a John at ZeroCredits.net that we can use for business purposes or to put on business cards or whatever. Okay, that's pretty neat. I guess I'll start reaching out to people's people to be like, hello, I'm Henry from Zero Credits, and we want you on our podcast. We are on Spotify. Uh, you can search for us by searching Zero Credit open parenthesis as closed parenthesis and let us be part of your 2020 wrapped thing. I don't know. I saw a bunch of stuff. I, look, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't get Spotify. I don't understand it. I downloaded the app. I tried to listen to Taylor Swift's Evermore album. I found a playlist that said evermore full album playlist and i and my only option was to hit shuffle play and next thing i knew dua lipa was playing which while not bad was not evermore's by taylor swift so like i just i don't get i don't get spotify we're also on apple podcasts you can find us any old way zero credits podcast zero credits we both will work you can leave us a rating and a review on apple podcasts we greatly appreciate it because it helps us grow the channel it's not a channel, it's a podcast. Uh, but most importantly, word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So tell any and all people who you come into contact with, hopefully while maintaining social distancing, to listen to Zero Credits Podcast. We're a fun bunch of two people who have really stupid takes on culture. That's the whole thing. That's what we do. And we try to make it funny. And if it's not funny, at least we're informative. If we're not informative, at least we're funny. That's all I got to say about that. And from everyone here at the Zero Credits No More Year 2, let me do the math, 5 bedroom, 17 bathroom, studios, we want to wish you a happy week. And me and Henry have actually prepared a little bit of a special treat, a special send-off for this episode, if you will. That's uh, right. So I can, I can count you in, Henry, if you want. Yeah, yeah, count me in. We got a special send-off. It's going to be really great. We've practiced this. I'm not going to – I mean, I, to pull the curtain a little back, we've practiced this a ton. 
and I hope we nail it. So this will be good. Count me in. Okay, and if we don't get the perfect version the first time, you know, we can do it a few times and then just edit in the best one. And from everyone here, from the zero credits, insert what I just said earlier, studios, we want to wish you a happy week and a three, two, one. Should old acquaintance be for God and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be for God and days of old lang syne? Okay, great. Perfect. For all lang syne, my dear. You looked up the words? What's happening? You've never... We'll take a cup of kindness yet. And all odd lang syne, whatever. I don't know. What the fuck are these lyrics? We tway hey run about the braise. It's a dog put song. the goins fine. From everyone here at Zero Credits, we want to wish you a happy new year and a happy odd lang syned. What the fuck word is this? Paid little paid little the paid tway hey paid a little the tway tway we tway no shit we tway hey paid a little lead the burn paid a little paid paid a little paid paidledly. You ever you ever experience a moment where someone starts singing a song and you're like, yeah, I know the lyrics too, and then it turns out it's Odd Lang Syne and nobody knows the fucking <laughs> lyrics? You're not wrong. Oh. Goodbye and Happy New Year from Zero Credits. Goodbye and Happy New Year from Zero Credits. Get your own send-off, buddy. Paid a little e to day to day to Paid a little e to dee to dee. Paid a little e to dee to dee to dee. You ever paid a little dee but do idiot? Ba da 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 da